0: Yes, it is the give all week long for Phoenix Children's. We'll be talking about it here in just a little bit. We have an interview with Tim Harrison. He's the Vice President of Corporate Partnerships and Special Events for Phoenix Children's Hospital. He will join me at 8.35. Your opportunity all morning long to give. I'll give you the number right now, 602-933-4567. We're doing this all week. It truly is, uh, it really is a privilege to be a part of this. And so we'll talk more about it as the morning goes on. We start the show off with a little bit of a different twist. Normally it's, uh, and I do think think that the economic news is always important. But over the weekend, the violence that happened in California, Baja, California tries to return to normal after a weekend of cartel violence. Uh, The Mexican government has the army in the streets. They had a shelter in place order. Uh, We are seeing chaos south of our border. And when our neighbors are in trouble, we are in trouble. And uh, we need to take a very serious look at what's happening. The idea of the the politics that's been played with this on both sides. I absolutely understand why the governors of Texas and of uh, of uh, Arizona have sent and bust people to Washington, D.C. and New York City. I understand behind what was behind doing all of that. I think it sent the right message. There's no doubt to me that that's the case. I feel like it is... Uh it was a move that may not have been necessary, but I think it was effective. And I think it's sending a message as the country looks at this and sees what's happening. I think more attention is being paid to this. Over 700 people per day over the weekend entering into Texas. Um, and this is overwhelming our systems. But aside from that, the national security issue of this is becoming much clearer. Now, I've joked around about this, but it's a true story. Although I've been to, uh, I've been to L.A. a couple of times, been to Beverly Hills um for a graduation from UCLA and stayed in Beverly Hills. And so um, I, I've been to California, but I've been in Arizona for 27 and a half years. And I've never been to San Diego. Now, there are people that think I'm lying about that. I've never been to San Diego. And the reason why is when I have weekends off, I go to Vegas. But um, I, it's it's a beautiful place, I'm told. It's like Phoenix West. We, everybody from Phoenix goes to San Diego, but it's a beautiful city. It is a place where people want to live because of the climate. And uh, San Diego is now, saying. Southern California is now saying that they are ground zero for fentanyl. And this is what's happening when we don't have effective control of our southern border. And I think it's going to get worse in California because the Arizona governor is putting uh, blocks up around Yuma, blocking it off with um, with storage containers until the wall can be finished and built to block off these gaps. Um, all of us, I think all of us understand the idea of safety. I think all of us understand the idea of self-preservation and self-protection. But we are also protecting the lives of the people that are being brought here by the cartels. This is a vicious group of people that have absolutely no concern for human life. We've talked about this on a number of occasions. I've mentioned it over and over and over again. And we continue to tell the stories of what's happening at our southern border. The extreme heat conditions where people are getting sick and dying in the desert as they try to make their way into the U.S. A lot of the stories are stories that I absolutely understand, but you cannot condone when you're breaking the law. It's when someone steals from you to feed their children. You understand that hunger is a big motivator, especially when it comes to your kids. But what you also have to understand is a business owner is not a bad person for saying, I also have a family to feed and you cannot steal from me. As a matter of fact, most of those people are such good, kind people that they would help you if you asked. So you can have the emotion, and I do, if you've ever been to the border and looked into the faces of of the people that are coming. There are many of them that are good people that are coming here for a better life, but they're doing it the wrong way. I've been privileged in my life to know many immigrants and to first-generation immigrants and to hear their stories and to hear the stories of not only how they came to the U.S., but why they came to the U.S. And they've – from all over the world, not just from Mexico or from Central American countries, but bec- from, from countries all over the world. I've mentioned before Russia. Um, I, I have a friend that lived under communism. For a long time from Russia, and he's a, he's a barber here, and to hear him tell stories – his name is Ariel – and to hear him tell stories of where he came from. But the, one of the unique things he told me was they had an opportunity to leave Russia earlier and go somewhere else, and they waited until they op- had the opportunity to come here. So how do you look at someone like that and say to them, you waited – you did it the right way. And now we are going to say to the people that didn't wait and didn't do it the right way, we are going to tell those people they have the same rights you do. That isn't fair. And for, for a country now that uses the word fairness for everything, pay your fair share, all of this. How can you look in the faces of legal immigrants and say to them that this is fair? It is not. It is not. I've said very strongly and I mean it I think that legal immigrants to this country immigrants to this nation will save it because they they have a different kind of appreciation being born an american I've always been a patriotic american at least I believe I have been but I also understand that you know when I went to europe and I was able to go – I went inside Notre Dame before it caught on fire. Um, I was able to visit some of the most amazing places. When you go to Florence and visit, uh, and you see the statue David, and you see the art, and you see the history that go back. And you're walking around in buildings that took longer to build than we are old as a country. You realize what real history is. We have a deeper appreciation, and it's because we don't have a lot of that here yet. We're not old enough to have those things here. So whereas people that probably live in Paris drive by the Eiffel Tower every day and don't even see it as they drive past it, well, the same thing happens for us. Where we were born here, we get used to it. We don't have a – it's a different kind of appreciation. And when people that come to this country legally – When they come here and they raise their families and their children become citizens and then their grandchildren are first generation born in America citizens, it is an accomplishment for any family. Go back throughout our history and you look at the waves of people that came, whether it was the Irish or the Italians or just the Europeans in general that would come here through Ellis Island. And the accomplishment of their lives was when they watched their grandchildren be born in America. Their children become citizens and and speak English and go to American schools and have a better life. And those are the people that I think will save this country. But what we're looking at now is not just an argument about whether or not the border needs to be secure or we should be letting the waves of people in illegally to give them this ridiculous claim at asylum that the vast majority of are false claims. Now what we're talking about is a national security issue that is getting so big that there's violence in Southern California. Just very quickly, as Mexican National Guard troops patrolled the streets of Tijuana and cruise lines canceled dockings in Ensenado over fears of violence, Baja, California residents struggled Sunday to return to normal life after hooded bandits associated with criminal cartels effectively shut down much of the region on Friday. Uh, somebody explain to me how this is not a complete and utter failure that's been building. We have been emboldening and enriching these cartels now for a very long time. And when they bring people across the border, it costs money. And when those people don't have that money, they are enslaved. Usually the young men are forced into the drug trade and the young girls are forced into the sex trade. We all know this is true. We all know this to be true. And what we are seeing is an escalation. The, if you look at Colombia, you go back to Colombia in the 80s when the cartels were there, when Pablo Escobar and the Medellin cartel was created. Pablo Escobar not only built a, a an empire, he built an army and he fought his government. And so did the others, the Medellin cartels, the Cali cartels. They were at war with each other, but they were at war with their government. And there was an extradition negotiation that was going on with the U.S. so that we could extradite those drug dealers to America so we could put them on trial and we could put them in an American prison. And um, Pablo Escobar fought against that. He ran for office. He was at a, a role in the government in Colombia. He was loved in some neighborhoods because although he was murdering people, he was building soccer fields and homes, affordable housing in poor neighborhoods. So people would either uh, be afraid to, to say anything or they loved him. Because he helped the poor people in Colombia, but he was building an empire and an army and went to war basically with his country, bombing government buildings, killing government officials, threatening people that you will either take my bribes or you will die. And look how that ended. And here we are with another example of cartels enriching themselves and growing in power and growing with with fighting, and now they're on the American side of the border. This is an issue that all of us, every single one of us, should be taking seriously. What we're going to do in a moment is, uh, it's going to be a privilege. Tim Harrison is going to join us, Vice President of Corporate Partnerships and Special Events from Phoenix Children's Hospital, and your opportunity to hear more stories and your chance to give and become a champion of hope. All that's coming up in just a couple of moments.
1: The Give-A-Thon for Phoenix Children's is presented by your Valet Hyundai dealers and the auction Indian community. KTAR News 92.3 FM and the KTAR News app give us on on the Mike Broomhead Show.
0: Hey, thanks for being here this morning. Uh, it is truly a privilege to be a part of the give a here with Phoenix Children's Hospital. If you've ever been to the hospital for any reason, you realize what an amazing place it is. And it is something we all should support with all of our hearts. Joining us right now is Tim Harrison, Vice President of Corporate Partnership and Special Events. Tim, first of all, uh, thank you for allowing us to be a part of this again.
2: Oh, thank you guys. You guys always do such a great job for us. We really appreciate it.
0: Uh, Why are fundraisers like this so important for the hospital?
2: Well, as a 501c3, we are a nonprofit hospital, so though you see the beautiful buildings around town, we rely on the community to support and help us fund the needs that happen and all the great things that happen within the hospital, all the kids that rely on Phoenix Children's from the whole of the state. It's not just Phoenix Metro, it's Arizona as a whole.
0: I was, uh, I was at Phoenix Children's recently and I was able to take some of the bears around to some of the children and it is amazing how it brightens up even the kids that are 15, 16 years old to know that people in the community care so much that they're donating these bears and it's just a little something to lift their spirits.
2: A, a little teddy bear goes a long way right it just brightens up a day when you're in a place that can be quite dark sometimes that you've got something that really it's a piece of hope uh, and it's not that significant that it doesn't mean a lot to anybody whether you're a small child all the way up like you say even the teenagers that just look for something like that to really put a smile on their face and give them something special
0: well Tim I appreciate you coming on for a couple of moments and thank you so much for everything you're doing in a Allowing us to be a part of this.
2: Oh, our pleasure. I think that without you guys, without kind of the, the whole crew, KTR coming on board and the Arizona sports and all the listeners, and just a small donation can go a long way. And just if you can keep pushing at the $240, help buy a teddy bear, help us support the hospital. It costs so much to run this hospital. It's about $2.7 million a day to run this hospital. Wow. So it's an expensive operation. And we just see so many kids come through our doors. Last year, there was almost... 400,000 outpatient visits. So the volumes are so big.
0: Well said, and thank you so much again for being with us. My pleasure. Thank you. That is Tim Harrison, Vice President of Corporate Partnership and Special Events at Phoenix Children's. Right now, it's time for a very special check presentation from our friends at Orange Theory Fitness.
1: All right, I'm sitting here with two guys from Orange Theory Fitness and the Austin Fitness Group, Terry Blaycheck and Dave Sims. Guys, thank you so much for joining us.
3: Hello, hello. We're glad to be here. Thanks for having us. So this is the first year
1: that your group has been involved with the Phoenix Children's Hospital Give It On. So Terry, I'm going to start with you. Why decide to partner with PCH?
3: Orange Theory Fitness uh, changes people's lives, look better, feel better. Phoenix Children's Hospital does that, too. It changes people's lives in a lot of different ways. And what a great uh, way for us to partner up with someone that kind of has those same visions, same goals in mind.
1: Terry. I know you have a big check.
3: I don't know how big the check is. But, <laughs> well, physically uh, they, they, large, they, yeah, at least. Yeah. <laughs> well, we're, we're excited about that. And so today we're going to kick that off with a $10,000 check just to get us started. Well, we are so glad to have you
1: all in the mix this year and moving forward. Phoenix Children's Hospital is an absolutely incredible institution. As I'm sure you will only learn as your partnership grows. So
3: thank you both. Give us an hour. And we'll uh, change your life. Phoenix Children's Hospital helping us change things. And uh, we're excited about it. So thank you so much. Awesome. Yeah, thanks thank for having you us. It's a great
0: combination of cor- corporate partnerships, but also your donations and why we are doing this. And I want you to hear one of our Madame Holmes stories of hope. This is Linda, and this is the reason why we're doing this all week.
1: I had been admitted for signs and symptoms of preeclampsia, and I was at 38 weeks. They came in, they told us that uh, Linda was more than likely not going to make it and you know asked us if we had chosen a name to which I said I was yes uh, her name is Linda and they said that's great because it it usually makes the grieving process a lot easier sorry my OBGYN decided that 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 we were going to have to be induced so that I would be giving birth on my due date December 25th asked my family for a moment so I went into my bedroom I closed the door and i started rubbing my tummy and i started praying this child is not mine this child is yours and if you allow me to borrow her we're waiting for her Around three three thirty, I started feeling everything again. <laughs> the Doctor said it's time to push, and they had told us they were like the the one thing that we're looking for is if she can cry because the moment she cries, it means that she made it. Because with campomelic dysplasia, the rib cage will either so compact and tight that first breath of air uh, they can't, or it'll be so glass like and fragile that when they take that first breath of air the the ribcage sh- shatters 15 minutes is all it took 15 minutes and at 4 30 i gave birth they bring over an incubator with uh, this tiny peanut in it <laughs> and they're like look this is your daughter and i'm seeing her through this glass and i told her i was like linda do hang on in there they told me that she wasn't going to make it past the burning stage. She did. Um, they said her prognosis was a year. She's now eight. They told me that she shouldn't really be moving or really doing much of anything that she was going to be in pretty much a vegetative state and they told me that she wasn't probably going to be able to eat right now we're finally decreasing her formula feeds and her doctors are hoping that we will eventually be able to wean off that ng tube and she's eating she's eating foods of all types they told me that she wasn't going to be able to really move or have much mobility linda started crawling last august She's still wheelchair-bound, but man, should you see her in that wheelchair. She enjoys popping wheelies, looking and seeing fast cars. And to her, in her wheelchair, she'll say, I go voom voom." (laughs) boom." Every specialist there. They're just amazing at having levels of compassion, of, of empathy. They're not just trying to solve our problems. They're trying to work with us to find a solution. Again, life with her, it's how its challenges And there are more, more often than not, we have to make adaptations. But she doesn't really see herself as different. Or if she does... She doesn't show
0: it. That is just one of the miracles that happens every day at Phoenix Children's. If you'd like to be a part of those miracles, uh, now is the time for you to be able to do that. Um... I want to give you an opportunity now. The match music is playing. That means our friends at Walgreens are going to match anything you donate right now by calling 602-933-4567. That's 602-933-4567. Donate now. And every donation, big or small, can be so helpful. to Phoenix Children's Hospital give you an opportunity to become a champion of hope. This is a program our train champ, the Teddy Bear Express, is going to be going on all morning long. 20 bucks a month, $240 for the year. Makes you a champion of hope. A Teddy bear donated in your name to one of these children but you are helping with so much of the research and so much that this hospital is accomplishing once again that phone number is 602-933-4567 for being a champion of hope you can choose either a kids a free kids pass to wildlife world zoo or a free polish and shine from cobblestone auto spa I'm going to try to get through this today I don't know how I'm going to do it but this is going to be a fun week but it's going to be an emotional one for all of us all right come Coming up in a few moments, what we're going to do is we've got Gatos for us in our Big Q poll question of the day. Please, stick around.
1: The Gatos Big Q poll question, brought to you by your Valley Toyota dealers.
3: Hey, good morning, Gatos. i got a good cue for you. You ready? I'm ready to roll. Governor Doug Ducey is using shipping containers to uh, fill 3,000 uh, feet of gaps in the border wall. Is it a good idea? You see these things going up over there? Yeah. I liked it, and then I didn't like it. Okay. So I hear that they're going to take them away in like two weeks because the federal government's actually going to get off their rear end and actually the actual wall up so all i wonder is why is he doing it now why put the shipping containers there now if they finally got uh, the federal government to to actually put the real wall in why didn't he do it two years ago why didn't he do it two months ago i don't get it i don't know either i
0: i i haven't i mean obviously i don't have a it's not like i talk to the governor every day but i don't know what i don't know why the timing is
3: yeah, the timing is weird. Like, the idea isn't that bad. No. I mean, if the, if the, if the government's not going to do anything, might as well do it. But if they're going to build it in a month, why are you putting the shipping in? Well, they may there? restart in a month, but I don't know that it'll be done in a month. I think they, they said it would be done pretty quick, but I don't know. It sounds yeah. weird to me. I, I liked it, and then I didn't like it because of the timing. Okay. That's my cue. Great question, man. All right, man, I'll talk to you. All right, that's Gatos, the big Q poll question
0: today, brought to you by your Valley Toyota dealers. Just after 9 o'clock, we go back to the biggest news story that's still out there, I think probably in the world, and that is the raid at Mar-a-Lago. We've got a copy of the uh, search warrant. We'll talk more about it in a moment.